When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is it. It's that time. We bring on our guy, HuskerOnline.com, Brian Munson. Brian, happy Super Bowl week. Happy Super Bowl week. I, I'm um, <clears throat> I'm a little torn. I don't know what to really kind of do with my team being out of it and all. But um, you know what? It's it's mock draft season too. So we'll <laughs> we'll we'll pay, we'll pay close attention to that as well. Oh man, it's all it's awesome because Super Bowl weekend uh, brings. Week brings so many different emotions for people, especially uh, for you. For like you're a Buffalo fan or whatever fan you are, and um, but do you still or do you guys host a party or what's that weekend like? Even though your team's not in it. Well, you know, <clears throat> typically we will. Um, I'm up in Nebraska, however. Uh, I'm sitting up here in an office in Kearney, Nebraska, at the moment. I will be so I will be at a Super Bowl party this weekend, not hosting it myself. So we'll be up here doing our thing up here watching the game up in the motherland and and uh but definitely a, a good little get together is always is always necessary for that for our for every, every everybody that watches football this is their this is their main holiday right here so you gotta you gotta you gotta uh celebrate it well absolutely uh speaking of something that's a, always a great get together and ask you about the spring game i know we're still a ways away uh coming up in april 22nd one o'clock uh but Looking at the attendance, um, there's numbers coming out that we're probably above 40,000 right now. And obviously, I think there's stadium renovations and everything going on. Uh, but you look back at the history of the spring game, it sold out a couple of times. And you look at first year, ho- I mean, everybody's going to be looking at, well, when Callahan came, what was the number? When Bo came, when Riley came, what was the number? What did the number look like? Do you think the um, attendance number, based on how many seats they have available, will be indicative of what? fans might be feeling about coach rule and staff oh that's a great question um <clears throat> look I, I i think the spring game is uh is a wonderful chance for uh to get down there and i think it always has this uh special uh has a special meaning when you know nebraska's gone through a few too many new head coaches in my time unfortunately of covering recruiting um, but it, but every time that there has been a new head coach, there's always been a buzz, and and you know whether it's Bill Callahan throwing out there the 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 option play on first down, you know the first offensive series, or you know just between what you said between rule and the optimism that is there currently, the the new facilities and, and what else is going around campus. I I, I really feel like. <clears throat> there's not going to be a great way to kind of represent things. I, I think that they will sell out, um, and, and I think that that's going to leave some people that, that kind of 
in years past been able to pick up those tickets very, very late in the process. And I don't think those, those folks are going to have much of an opportunity to do it this time. Um, that being said, I, I, I think that uh, there's, there's just really a buzz around the state from what I've been able to gather from talking to recruits face-to-face on Sunday uh, to doing other articles, you know, around with kids around the nation. Um, it's, there is, it's a palpable kind of buzz and feeling right now about Matt Rule, and there's, there's a lot of optimism and a lot of eyes on Lincoln to see what's going to happen we're talking to Brian Munson with HuskerOnline.com. I'm just kind of going through Twitter, and I saw this this graphic from Open Doors talking about the top conferences yeah. for NIL compensation. And, you know, Big 12 is number one, Big 10 is number two, Pac-12 is number three, and I was very surprised to see the SEC down at number four. Are you surprised by that, too? Oh, it's because they always have, like, the McDonald's bag. They put the money in, and they just kind of put it in the kids' stuff. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's <clears> not, not reported. It's all, off, it's all off the books. There's no taxes being paid. There's no nothing on the No, I'm kidding. Hello, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to joke around with you guys a little bit too much no, here. But, um, uh, I, I was a little bit su- surprised by that. Um, actually, you know, I felt like... I felt like I, I do feel like the SEC and, and a couple schools in general, um, they're just a little bit behind. I mean, I, I think that there have been some teams that have kind of grabbed this and kind of taken off and, and ran with it a little bit. And I think there's some people that have have been overstating the the boosters, the worth, the support, etc. You know, and 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 I think that that's that's another thing that's kind of being that's kind of being pulled into the light here a little bit. Um, I, I, I might have been a little bit surprised with Big 12. Maybe that's maybe it's a huge offset because of, you know, the, like like a Texas that's down there and, and what else they've got kind of going on. And I think Pac-12, you got a monster like an Oregon that's kind of kind of carrying the conference over there, too, and, and USC isn't too far behind them. But, yeah, SEC being down the list uh, at number four, Go ahead and go ahead and save that list now because that that would be this will be one to kind of pick back up again in a year or in two years and see what this list kind of looks like in 2025. Again, we're speaking to Brian Monson, HuskerLine.com. Uh, Brian, a few days ago, man, uh, you wrote a fantastic article, and it's this uh, in-state tour that you guys go on, yeah. and it's so interesting. The first stop uh, was Omaha, and I was electrified, by the way. Uh, just some of the stuff in there. I mean, not just the kids, but 15 schools. There was over 100 players in attendance yep. at this uh, uh, the tour you guys going. Talk a little bit about that because you break it down so well uh, of these players, of what school was impressive, the arms, the size, and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, this is my first experience that, you know, I've had a chance to kind of come up and support this with uh, with Sean. So I was very, very excited to get this opportunity. I wasn't going <clears> to... <throat> wasn't going to let it pass me by because I've always, I've always felt like Sean does a tremendous job and Husker online does a tremendous job Mm -hmm. of, of not just the coverage of Nebraska, the university athletics, but Nebraska, the state, you know, and their prep athletics. Uh, It's, it's a huge, it's a huge thing. And I'd go as far as to say it's part of Sean Callahan's charter when it comes to how he does his job. But I will tell you some of the quick takeaways from this weekend, um, Omaha West Side. <laughs> the dudes are just they're long. They are they are built a little bit different. Like when I saw the the, the Rezac kid, kids come in, uh, Anthony and Teddy, uh, and and you know and Caleb Benning obviously was part of that, and Christian Jones was there. But you know Trevor Speedy, uh, 
six foot four and a half ish, you know, kind of tight end that that could do a number of different things that that like quietly is getting a bunch of inform getting a bunch of attention. Um, you know, from from schools that that we didn't really know about, you know, prior to this weekend, I would then go back and say that that the offensive line is going to be really interesting to watch in, in line in general. You know, this season and next season and 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 for years down the road. So Ashton Murphy just just tweeted that he just picked up another offer from Wyoming. So this is a guy that's that's holding on to Colorado and Nebraska now, and then and he goes ahead and gets gets uh, uh, Wyoming as well. He's a really long frame, really liked, really liked talking to him a whole lot. Sam Thomas, though, just across the road at Elkhorn North, you can't overlook him. He's a big kid at 6'5", 262. And then you kind of get down like, um, you know, Omaha North had DeAndre Har- Harper, good-looking kid. Uh, Gretna had Calvin Jansen. He was mm-hmm. the only representative that, that came in from, from Gretna uh, that day. And he's coming back from a knee injury. Told me that he played actually part of last season with this tear around some some different uh, ligament than I than I was really ever familiar with when it came to something with his patella. Um, so he's going to be ready to go come June time. I, I would be very interested to see what kind of happens with him. And he's a 2025 guy. He was six four two sixty ish. And then I'll tell you what. Here's the one guy that I would tell everybody right now. There's 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 a couple guys that are 2026 class that I think Omaha folks you got to be excited about this stuff. Aubrey Ross is you know going to be you know just a, a he's a great specimen right now. Omaha Creighton Prep you know six foot four six foot three ish two hundred and sixty pounds or something like that. He's 14 years old. He is 14 years old, and it's just like that's going to be like the next great, you know, kind of defensive tackle to come out of prep, and and that's going to be really fun to watch. But then, you know, I'll sum it up. I'll also get hit 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 on the quarterbacks because mm-hmm. Daniel Kalen was there, and Brady McGill from from Omaha, Ron Colley was there, and Dean Donaldson was there from Creighton Prep. There will be two, there will be two quarterbacks that will sign Division One NLIs or uh, um, NILs. National letters of intent. So uh, NLIs, they will. There will there'll be two guys that sign out of the state of Nebraska this year. Wow! I really feel like Kalen and McGill are slam dunk guys. I think the sleeper here is going to be Donaldson to see how he kind of tackles, you know, his senior year. But then Bellevue West, how do I how do I overlook those guys? They came mm-hmm. in last group of the day. Uh, McMorris and Kalen and Davon Hall. I tell you what. Caprice Keith, another 2026 guy to, to kind of think about. 6'2", 175. Dad played in the pros. He wants to play safety. He's got a safety body already. So it was it was an extraordinary event. Like like you said, 15 schools, 100 kids. We, we missed Caleb Pyfram. We'll catch up with him later on. Uh, but overall, just a wonderful, wonderful event. Hey, Brian, when you look at this, you mentioned we're starting to hear this stuff, and I think we've heard it before. 2024, 2025, now you're saying 2026. Do you feel like yep. Nebraska has the most momentum they've had this far in advance right now under Coach Rule? Because you've heard them, but you feel like the way, like when your voice talks about these kids, it's like Nebraska is building something further out than we've ever experienced. And, and they've done it in such a reasonably short time, uh, time interval. I mean, you've got to consider that. Rule was what announced the Saturday after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and he was making his first offer by like the Sunday after Thanksgiving or Saturday night. 
and that was really 2023 class. And then you started to see those guys out on the road a little bit in December. Then they were really all over the place in January. We had whole whole staff in place. It's pretty wild that Nebraska is kind of sitting where they are at because I felt like for I don't know what kind of reasonable amount of time you know it was with Scott Frost and and you know with COVID and how it kind of impacted things there. It's it's kind of a similar thing to like almost becoming a new head coach. But it always felt like Ross staff was always like in this catch-up mode. Mm-hmm. You know, they were always playing catch-up. They were trying to get ahead of the curve. They were trying to get caught up on this class, trying to get caught up on that class. I'd say Matt Rule and his group have got to feel pretty good about where things stand right now out to 2025 for sure. And I think that they have got a pretty good view on at least some of the guys that they feel are going to be dudes and t- up to 2026. And, and that, to me, just tells you everything you need to know about with what they're doing with recruiting, how they're how they're approaching it, and and just basically how quick they are they're going to be to evaluate some of these guys and get those get those basically evaluation offers out to those to those sophomores to be. We're talking to Brian Munson with HuskerOnline.com. Brian, I like following you on Twitter because you're sharing all these videos of Oshot Mathis and Trey Palmer kind of going through their you know, post-college workouts, and you kind of have an update on how they're doing? I, you know what? I've only heard just the things that have come out of, like, the uh, the Senior Bowl that they were at was the Reese's Senior Bowl or the uh, Player uh, player Association Pro Bowl or, or Players uh, 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 Senior Bowl. I'm I, – I tell you what, I think Palmer – Got, has gotten rave reviews mm-hmm. for you know for his speed number one, but number two, I think that there's a lot of knocks that were against him about maybe not being a great route runner and maybe not having you know consistent hands. I think he's put those to bed. I'm really, really, really going to be interested to see how things kind of shake out, you know, post all this stuff leading into the combine. And and what Palmer, you know, what the what kind of the opinion is kind of floating around them because I think he's had a chance really to kind of work through those things and kind of sh- kind of just kind of shed some of those bad opinions that are out there. I think I think he's really performed above, really did what he had to do, had to do to to kind of get get rid of some of those thoughts. And it's going to be interesting, like when he gets to the draft, what's that forty time going to be? And there's some very critical things that they do, like running that straight line and staying online and catching with their hands and, you know, how to kind of do all those things. I, I, I think that he, right now, he's in a really good position, I think, to really improve his draft status. So uh, not as much on Mathis. I think Mathis had a couple really nice matchups in the one-on-one stuff that I had seen. I think that people see him as a guy that's very versatile. I don't think maybe necessarily that everybody just sees him in a two-point. He was operating out of a three-point some of those times in the videos. So I think that that's going to be something really interesting to kind of keep an eye on about where some teams are kind of seeing him, you know, fitting in because maybe he's more of a a third-down rush package kind of guy as opposed to an every-down defensive end the way that it kind of sits out, you know, at least early on in his career. It leads right in my next question because I think this is, uh, and I, I I assume it's the same. You always hear about um, 
how important it is to get whatever college team. It's like so-and-so got drafted in this round, so-and-so got drafted. Do you think that's the, it's the same for football? Like it's important to see these kids get drafted for the – you know, for the university, like a Palmer, a Mathis, you can go back further. And also, ha- when they do get drafted, they get a chance to return because I think we skipped over it. But I think it was an important visit back that Randy Gregory made it back and was invited to, by Coach Rule to come back. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a, lot of, a lot of things to cover there. So, <clears throat> number one, I think it is incredibly important to – to show players that there's a path to going on to playing professional sports beyond Nebraska. Um, first of all, it's a it's something that many of those kids, you know, are focused on. And they're hyper focused on. You know, it, it seems like if you ask me, I'd be a little bit more grounded in my response to you. But it's like you, you need a little bit of luck. You need a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. and typically, you know, you need that development. You need some. You need some opportunities to kind of, kind of give you a chance to kind of, kind of do that. And you don't want to be injured. You don't want to have those things happen. But if you can kind of get beyond that realistic thing that I just laid out, and you're talking about now, you know, three to four to five years of getting into a program and developing, it's critical that Matt Rule can put that picture, you know, of Trey Palmer. You know, of Cam Jurgens, of Randy Gregory, and heck, you know, and Dominican Sue and Stoll and whoever else is playing this Saturday, and put them put them on the wall and say, those guys are representing Nebraska. And guess what? I'm talking to all of those guys, whether they were my guys or not. They're Nebraska guys, and guess what? I'm a Nebraska guy, so we're affiliated. And those guys right now, they have just as much of a you know desire for Nebraska football to be to be uh, you know as good as it you know it was when they were here they they want to see us break through this thing they want to see us become competitive again so yeah that's a that's a huge thing for those guys and those and those kids you know a lot of them will come back and say you know like for the next 3 or 4 years I'm going to whatever like look we all know we all know there's some there's some things that kind of go along with that there's there's a lot of things that need to be cooked to get ready to go to that point but it is very, very important for Nebraska to show that there's a path to the NFL. And so like, it's, it's, it's big for Palmer and Mathis and Nelson and those guys to go out, perform, get drafted, and then promote that back to the guys that, they are, that they're trying to recruit right now. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. It's just that topic because you hear a lot about it, at least locally, because you got, I mean, your coaches that you currently have in Nebraska, like a rule who's been in the NFL, there's a path. Fred Hoiberg, they come here because there's a path. You know, I just you see all that, just super interesting. So, uh, Brian, uh, coming up, you guys, you had the the one. So, what's the next stop for Husker Line in their tour of the state? We will be in Lincoln on the ninth. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me take that back. There's a there's an impromptu visit coming up. So the big the big scheduled one in Lincoln is on the nineteenth, right? That's mm-hmm. gonna that's gonna draw some kids more west, and obviously the Lincoln schools and blah blah blah. But me and Sean and Sip will be taking off to Ainsworth on Ooh. February 17th. Okay. And we will be out there to check Carter Nelson at his school and in action that night playing basketball. We are incredibly excited about that. That was That's maybe the one thing, guys, and I'll kind of end this with end our day and our talk with this. I had a chance to kind of take a bunch of coaches from Omaha sidebar and ask them, Have you, can you ever recall – you know, an eight-man football player being recruited as much as Carter Nelson? The quick answer from all of them was, no. No way. 
kids kids getting offers from everybody. And I tell you what, there's there's a real intrigue about him. He is a popular topic, regardless, you know, despite the fact that he's out there and you know the the, the north central part of the state, um, western Nebraska, the RSS guys would say. Um, but it's it's a uh, I'm look, I'm really looking forward to that trip next Friday, and then I'll be in Lincoln next weekend, and then headed back to Texas. Awesome. Hey, Brian, man, great stuff. Great stuff as always, man. And maybe when you're in town, we'll get to connect. I would look forward to that, man. So we'll, let's uh, let's stay in touch on that for sure. I'll be in town on the 18th, that Saturday before. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Brian, man. We appreciate your time, man. Take care. All right, guys. We'll see you. See you, Brian Munson. That's going to com, man. Great stuff right there. Just that recruit. It's such good stuff. We appreciate Brian taking the time with us on Tuesday. So, all right, we're going to take another break. Come back with the Daily Parlay. The more.